This is totally not Danzig, and you're listening to the Shred Shack. Greetings, folks. I'm Dan Mack. And this is a shitty quality Chris Mack. <laughs> the low quality Chris Mack. The substandard we, Chris Mack. We, we are bandaging the shit out of this right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, welcoming you to episode 193 of the Shred Check podcast, where we still haven't figured out all the damn problems that we're, we're going through. So, we are your premier source of news <laughs> and uninformed yet heavily biased opinions pertaining to all things heavy metal, coming to you bi-weekly through practically any streaming service, as well as airing from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday nights on Overkill Radio. Now, let's get started with Previously On. Now, we are still doing free flow episodes. We haven't gone back to scripted yet. Um, so previously on, we'll be covered in regular news, as will old business. Um, so we go straight on to new business. And with new business, we talk about new album releases, of which I unfortunately have fallen behind. Um, so I am actually still technically two weeks behind. Um I thought you listened to the new Villa Valo, right? I did. So so um let me let me uh let me explain that I I went to um I went to the releases for the thirteen I think the thirteenth, um and I got through two of them. Um and that was it. So uh let me see. Okay, hang on. Let me let me pull up the new release list that came out in the past few weeks. Um, okay, so I listened to, I got through the ones on January 6th. I started January 13th, but didn't get very far. So, yeah. Okay. So well, I, I think for January 13th, I only have four myself. So, okay. So let me start with the sixth. Um, so I listened to uh, Anti Flag, thumbs up, uh, just kind of pop. Popish punk, um, not much has changed, but I mean, I I kind of like them. Um, Sons of Cult, thumbs up. Uh, Throat Locust was kind of mixed. Uh, wasn't wholly feeling that. Um, I think I think it was a matter of music being really good. I just hated the vocals. Um, and then Varmia, uh, the prologue EP, uh, I put as a thumbs down for myself. So interesting. Yeah, I was not a big fan of that either. Uh, did I say thumbs down or did I say mixed? I think I said mixed, actually. Um, I, yes. I, said, I said mixed, sorry. So, um, as far as the 13th, uh, what do you, it was J- January 13th. That was last Friday. We're recording this on Friday, January 20th. As far as last week, what do you got? Uh, it was the, the new Bill Bello, mm-hmm. um, Neon Noir, which is definitely a thumbs up. You know, we're all... We were all disappointed when him came to an end, but it did not come to an end, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, an interesting thing I read on this, if I if I remember reading it correctly, was that Vil played, I think, all the instruments on this album. I think he did. This is like a a pretty like a full on solo effort on his part, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting to me. Uh, but again, thumbs up on that one for sure. Yeah. Uh, next up was the newest one from Obituary, and straight up Florida death metal. You're not really 
you're not really going to be surprised by it. But the, one thing I did like about them is that they have a, a couple more mid-tempo things. It's mm-hmm. not just straight up like Cannibal Corpse. Like, <laughs> there's some more mid-tempo fucking groovy shit yeah. in there, which is pretty cool. I dug mm-hmm. that a lot. Um, so that was a thumbs up. Next up is a uh, like a Doom Sludge band called Ahab. And I remember getting to these guys a couple of years ago. It was, I think it was from one of the Pat Gessner Box of Fun um, where we got them in like a slip cover. Mm-hmm. It was, so it was just like the, the, the fucking plain ass disc. Um, and I remember really liking them. And this new album was pretty fucking solid too. Again, Doom Sludge Metal, thumbs up. And for the thirteenth, last thing I listened to for the thirteenth is a new album by Beyond the Black. I think they're a German symphonic metal band, okay. and they fucking they fucking let you know right away, like right out of the gate, a fucking symphonic metal band. Like there's no beating around the bush. It's fucking straight up in your grill, like what they're all about. And mm. it was a thumbs up for sure. Okay. So I listened to three of the things that you listened to. Um, mm-hmm. So there, there was Vilvalo, Obituary, um, and Ahab. I listened. So Vilvalo, thumbs up. Obituary, thumbs up. And Ahab, I felt was mixed. Um, okay. I was I I was really bored listening to Ahab. I mean, I I can see that with like Doom Sludge Metal, that kind of gets into that that vibe. And plus, the vocals are definitely not not your normal thing i think some mm. of it's a little too growly for you mm. um so that doesn't surprise me at all as far as your rating of it yeah yeah it just it it just like i i like doom metal it's just this was really slow mm-hmm. yeah just a little bit too too eh, for me um i didn't feel it um, yeah i got you so um but i'm working on the rest of the 13th um and then I got to move on to the twentieth, and with the twentieth, I know that you started off with one for sure already. Oh yeah, today. yes. Uh, first off, of course, is just the new California record. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's a, that's a no brainer for me. I love it. Great fucking record. Um, I'm I'm not as like I'm not like I haven't listened to it enough. I've listened to it twice today. Okay. I I haven't listened to it enough to like get to the point where like I can sing along mm-hmm. to the songs and they're all memorable like that. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that this is going to be one that's going to be one of those albums, and this is like the fourth one in a row that is just like that. A fifth one actually. Now that I think about it, because I kind of forget about City, City Burials because it came out like right before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and that was like, and then everything was just kind of forgotten. Yeah. Um, which, which is actually like the, what they were talking about um, when I saw them a couple of months ago is that like they didn't even get the chance to tour behind City Burials. This is like, the tour they're on right now is like their quote unquote City Burials tour, mm. and they they just released a new fucking record. So it's like, my God, dude, you don't even, you even get a, that album didn't even get a chance to fucking do its thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, pandemic screwed up enough things, so yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, um, I have a couple other things in the queue here. I got um, Sabaton released a new EP. Um, I think it's a collection of uh, I think it's a collection of songs that they've already done. It's called the, the Let me see new album. It's called Heroes of the Great War. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure some of these are some songs that they've already um, that have already been released. Like a second all the way. I know that for a fact. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if this is all if it's 
all those songs or some of his new songs. I'm not 100% sure, but, you know, Sabaton is Sabaton, so you know what you're getting with that one. Um, again, I listened to it twice today, too, and that was pretty good. Um, so all the things that I haven't listened to yet but are on the queue is Shay Amy Dorval. And it's not exactly a metal record, but she has performed in Casualties of Cool with Devin Townsend. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing what she sounds like on her own. Mm-hmm. I have the new Maniskin uh, record on cue. Uh, there's a there's a big buzz around them. I'm not really familiar with them because I think they they won the Eurovision recently, and I think that's what their claim to fame is right now. Mm-hmm. I have new one from Trib- Turbid North are my next two that I'm looking into for this week. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm going to be trying to get through as many as I can. Um, I'll go into why I haven't approached the 13th yet. When we talk in a, in a couple seconds about, um, uh, what else you've been listening to? Um, but what else have you been listening to? Well, I have been just plowing away at 10 more reviews. I okay. have done all of January. I've done February, skipping over March, but I did April, and including the bonuses for April, and I just started May today. Okay. So, so I, I am just burning through fucking Tenware reviews. Excellent. Uh, Mel, uh, Metallica released a new single last night uh, called Screaming Suicide, mm-hmm. uh, which which is a pretty banging track. Really like the, the sound of that. Um Speaking of sound, it sounds sonically, it sounds better than Lux Eterna. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping that, like, I'm hoping for some consistency throughout the whole recording. <laughs> like, I'm hoping it doesn't, like, shift and jump around. Like, here's a really shitty sounding song, and here's a good sounding song. Like, I hope, like, there's some consistency going forward um, for the rest of the record when it comes out in April. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I listen to, I've been, we're going to talk about it later, but, and, for the reason behind it, but we listen to some Mastodon and some Gojira, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll talk about later. Um, definitely uh, some instrumental stuff. So I've been reading a little bit more, and I I usually listen to like either like instrumental prog or like just like chill music. But I remember back in like the heat and like peak of the pandemic, J- uh, July 2020. Devin Townsend released what he called guitar improvisations. He's released three of these. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just ambient guitar improvisations. So it's just like, just kind of like really like mellow, chill, like meditation type music. But it's one single track. Each of these, each of these things is one single track. And the first two were an hour long. The third one's an hour and a half long of just straight fucking ambient shit. Mm-hmm. And I've been really digging that right now. Um, what else, man? Oh, so I'm a member of the uh, the Doom Pod Discord. Um, Doom Pod being the uh, what's it called? The podcast I listen to the most. And there's a guy that's on the Discord. His name is Jeff. I'm going to probably just butcher this. Uh, Broussard. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has a bunch of stuff on Spotify right now. He shared his latest release called Improbable Cause. It's just a single. All this stuff is pretty, pretty much singles, but it's um, as of right now is mostly instrumental uh, metal shit, which mm-hmm. is like right up my alley. And he does have a pretty cool metal cover of "Suck My Kiss" by the Chili Peppers on there too, 
So that was pretty cool to listen to. He shared that with us today, and then I started going through his Spotify at work today. So that was pretty fucking sweet. Um, and then on top of that, just my normal podcast, you know, Doom Pod, Awesome Danger Pod, 70 Millimeter, Gom Jabbar, all that normal shit. So, mm-hmm. okay. yeah. Um, so I added a few more tracks to my one off uh, playlist. Um, so, um, so uh, after last time, we had talked a little bit about uh, Stevie Wonder. Um, I added Superstition Frontline, like I said I would. Um, added um, Open Your Heart, which is the uh, boss track from Sonic Adventure from Dreamcast. Um, uh, SR71's cover of Let It Whip. Um, the original and Korn's version of uh, of Word Up. Word Up. Because it's such a great song. Um, it is a good fi- song. Finally listened to the Daughtry Lizzie Hale version of Separate Ways. Fucking fantastic. Right? Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever heard it uh, before, but Fall Out Boy does a great cover of Beat It by Michael Jackson. Really? Yes. That's interesting. Uh, actually, apparently it's Fall Out Boy with John Mayer. Um, Whoa. And okay. it's, it's a really good rendition of it. I, I like it a lot. So I put that on my on my playlist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been listening to a lot of the, those tracks kind of on over and over and over. Um, but also, um, so this past Thursday, I was supposed to release our first uh, top three video of the year. Um, and I didn't get to finish writing my my uh, thoughts by Thursday. Um, so I'm still working on that, but I picked the three albums and I've been listening to them a few times, trying to, you know, get the, trying to get the ideas down and trying to write everything. So, um, been listening to a lot of those, um, especially my number one, um, Mm -hmm. just because it's a, it's a really good, it's a really good album. Very, very, uh, hook heavy, very, uh, there's a keyboard part on there. because like keyboards are a big are, are a big part of the band. There's a keyboard part on there that sounds like my girlfriend's girlfriend by Typo Negative. Ah, yes. And I'm like, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, but yeah. So aside from that, uh, it's it's mostly been those things. Trying to keep busy with that, and um, and yeah. So. Um, but work has been picking up lately, so it's been a little harder to listen to things uh, pretty consistently. So yeah, I've been just been trying to trying to stick to writing. So, um, and um, I think that is pretty much it. Um, yeah, well, I, I, we're probably I'll probably dig a little bit deeper into some of the things I've been listening to, only because like I'm just looking through our Instagram which we'll be going through in just a moment, and I'll probably be able to speak a little bit more on a couple of those as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's take a look at our Instagram. Um, do, 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 do. Um, where did we leave off? Uh, uh, January 8th would be the way to go, I think, because uh, the last thing that we talked about was I listened to, to Camel, uh, that was the the snow goose. Okay. So if you pick up a, a few look a few posts after that, we'll okay. be good. 
So I think the next day or the next one we did was the eighth, as you said, and I think you did My Chemical Romance. I did, I did. So I decided this random because we've been we see My Chemical Romance on the the Billboard 200 like pretty frequently with the the Black Parade and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I went all the way back and listened to uh, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, which is like I guess like their debut or something like that. Or at least the one I know the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and that shit is fucking still badass. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really good. Like I don't think I was into it when it came out, but like now I'm like, yeah, I get why it was popular. It's fucking good shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to the the last CKY album again. Just mm-hmm. it's 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 one I go to a lot. Uh, I really love that album. So, um, and that's without Darren, right? That's with that's yeah. just with uh, yeah, okay. No, that's the one without Darren. Um, and I'll I'll argue that it's probably one of their best albums. Interesting. So, I, might, I might have to revisit that because I think yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure I listened to it. I'm pretty sure I listened to it when it came out, but then yeah. I, um, I kind of forgot about it. And then also, didn't um, 96 Bitter Beings release something fairly recently? And I yes. was like, oh man, I just totally miss fucking old CKY. So that's of course where I go. Yeah. So. Uh, next day, I did not have one, but you did uh, Overkill White Devil Armory. Yes, yes, I did. I think I just wanted something thrashy, and I didn't. I didn't want to go to a, like one of my normal go tos, which would be like Metallica, Megadeth, or fucking or Testament. I wanted to go fucking completely, not completely, but a little outside of my comfort zone. And this album is fucking badass. Oh yeah, fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially in the last uh, ten to twelve years, Overkill has been especially on point. So. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they they have not. There's no clunker at all in their fucking discography in the latter half for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we were mentioning Vilval a little while ago, uh, the next day, January 10th, you had him Razorblade Romance. Yes. Yeah, so I went through the whole discography of him mm-hmm. um, in the last two weeks because I, I mentioned I was going to anyway, you know, previously on and. Um, so I did. Went went straight through the whole fucking discography leading up to um, Neon Noir coming out, and it just really did remind me of like I could I could still fucking mouth all the fucking lyrics to these songs like twenty years later, mm-hmm. and like even the the last one came out like I think ten years ago at this point. So mm-hmm. it's like, damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I forget like how long they've been around, you know. And, like, I'm also thinking about, like, the times that we saw them, how many times we saw them. Like, we saw them a lot back in the day. So, yeah, yeah, that was, it was good. It was good to revisit some of those songs again. The thing is, I think I think I revisited a couple of those albums a few more times after that, that first initial listen through throughout the last two weeks. So. Right on. Uh, Next day. uh, You didn't pick one that day? I did not. I didn't oh my gosh! Pick one. I, I, there were a couple of days where I didn't pick one because I was listening to CKY a lot. Oh, I was because I'm like, there's six of us here, but then I forgot Tom's back. Yes, um, that day was definitely not me. Um, so I think no, no, I picked Sons of Cult. That was me. Okay, Sons of Cult was me. So gotcha. Um, yeah, because uh, you got. Uh, it's you, Tom, Bird, I think Pat, Reese, and me. So, 
Um, but the next, but the next day, January eleventh, I definitely didn't have one. I don't know what you did. Um, the Lacuna Coil. Okay. Yeah, I was getting prepped for our um, grilling is my business video. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to some Lacuna Coil. Okay, cool. Um, I did listen to Comalize. Uh, uh, what you want to call it double X or call it 20, whatever you want to call it. I listened yeah. to, little, I listened to that before I did the, uh, interview with, um, Andrea. Um, and, um, some, definitely some, some very notable changes, uh, to the, uh, to the original album for sure. So, I have to compare it, uh, which is cool. Cause on Spotify they have, I, I, it probably is the same with the, uh, with the release too. They have the updated version as well as the old version combined. Yeah into mm-hmm. one listen so i will be doing a a, a listen through eventually mm-hmm. um i think the main thing i noticed is in the newer version the male vocals are a lot harsher i think yes i actually yeah. i brought i brought up that up to him when we uh when i did the interview uh, uh-huh. because at i i had noted uh that at the time early on in lacuna coil's career they didn't they so before they started releasing albums, they did a lot more harsh vocals. And when they started to release albums, they kept it a little bit cleaner and then started to incorporate more harsh. And mm. now they kind of do a blend of, of both. Um, and, you know, we talked a little bit about that in the interview. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, okay. So next up, uh, on the 12th, uh, I did not pick one, but you did Alice in Chains, Jar of Flies. Oh, what a fucking record. God damn it. Uh, every time I go back to it, every time I go back to it, it's a fucking, it's like, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, so that was a great revisit. And it's funny because I think Tom picked the ocean, the uh, the Pelagial, which is like the, usually one of my go-to fucking albums of the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many times I picked that one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next day, the thirteenth. Uh, I think I think two of us. Uh, well, the two of you, as in you and Sean, you picked yep. uh, Villavello. That's so, right. Yeah. So um, we've already talked about the album. It's it's a it's a him album in twenty twenty three. So and it's great. Yep. Um. Next up, the fifteenth of January. Um, we skipped today. Uh, you did this will destroy you. Yes. So this came up as a recommendation. Um, it was instrumental, like more ambient stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was very very good. And the thing is, I always I like. Um, there's this band, this will destroy you, right? And there was another instrumental prog band or an instrumental band that I listened to that was like. Um, something fucking will kill you or something like that. It was it was something similar along those lines, where it's like a ridiculously like aggressive band name with mm-hmm. some with some more chill shit. So it's like that. This is pretty fucking cool. I can get behind this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um. And um, I did Huntress Static. Nice. Um, so, um, when you returned the um, the box of fun to me, um, one of the CDs in there was Huntress Static, 
um, and I actually took a stack of the CDs that were in there and just put them in my car for future listen. And Huntress has been in my car for the last, uh, well, when was this? The 15th? It's been in my car since the 15th. So Nice. So I've been listening to it a bunch. Um, I'm going to swap it out eventually, but right now it's I, I'm only in my car so much. Usually it's a trip to the gas station to get to get a thing of soda, and that's it. So, <laughs> uh, next day that we did was the seventeenth. Uh, you did Ahab, the Coral yep. Tunes. That's right. Yep, we talked about that one earlier. Um, mm-hmm. I did Ninja Sex Party, Strawberries and Cream. Um, my favorite Ninja Sex Party album. Um, and um, as I'm listening to the rest of the catalog, it might be the point where the the, the last good album, really good album that they had, unfortunately. <clears throat> so um, yeah, I was not. I, I listened to the the one after that. I was not very thrilled by it. So. Um, Next day up was uh, we did the nineteenth. Uh, you did Matt season above. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm like I'm surprised that that album was not talked about more because it's. Mm-hmm. I found it. I found it to be very good. Like mm-hmm. I really dug the sound of that record. Um, I read up a little bit more about Matt season, which I think I hadn't done before. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew I knew Lane Staley was in it, but I didn't know that Mike McCready was also in it from uh, from Pearl Jam. Yeah, it was a grunge um, supergroup. Yeah, I knew it was a grunge supergroup, and I only knew I only knew Lane Staley though. I didn't know the rest yeah. of the members of the band. Um, and I read a little bit about how they met. Like, I think McCready was in a rehab center, and at the same time, uh, Lane Staley was also fighting fucking substance abuse. You know, pretty well well documented. Uh, so they decided to get together and jam and shit. Um, and I think the I think he was the bassist is more of a like a jazz bassist. He wasn't part of the grunge scenes, but he was just there. Um, good stuff, really good stuff. I I like the I like the the psychedelic like vibe of it. It has more of a like a a, a little psychedelic vibe. Like the main the main single from it was I don't know anything, which is like pretty much like it was very of its time, but it was not like the rest of the record. Like the rest of the record was not like that. It. I thought the rest of the record was better than the single. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I did not let it have anything for that day. Um, and that brings us to today. And um, well, I don't. I I I have no idea what I would pick for today. So <laughs> if I if I had anything. And I picked I picked up, of course, the new Catatonia record. So yes, that is correct. So that will go up probably after we finish the podcast. I'll post that up on our Instagram. So, Sweet. so um, as far as that goes, anything else that we've been listening to? Anything else that's come up? Uh, any other track or anything special? Not particularly, but um, I, I what I have been enjoying so. I listened to Metallica single a couple times yesterday. And they, so the way they did it now is that they have, when Lux Eterna came out, it was just Lux Eterna and it would go into random. Now with Screaming Suicide, it's Screaming Suicide, Lux Eterna, and then it goes into random. The random, mm-hmm. I let it run last night while mm-hmm. I was in the gym. And, you know, it was, it was pretty cool because, like, it, it went to some uh, some of the New Machine Head record, which I really liked. Um, it hit up some Testament some Slayer in there, some fucking Slipknot. It was just a good, 
mix of like you know your your fucking surface level uh, heavy metal and thrash bands of like you know the last twenty years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then I found a very interesting thing is I listened to Mastodon Leviathan, mm-hmm. and the closing track is an instrumental track. And then after that, it went to random. But all the random stuff that was after it was instrumental stuff, mm-hmm. um, which was pretty cool. I didn't I didn't expect that to happen. But I guess it, they were basing the following playlist on the pre on the last song uh, that you listened to, which was uh-huh. pretty weird. I didn't thought I thought it'd be like based on the whole album that you listen to because it's usually like you know songs based on blah 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 blah. And um, so that was pretty cool. So I like I got a couple like. Um, a couple of instrumental ghost songs thrown in there and a couple other things. And one random thing that came about as I was listening to some Alex and Chains is that after the Alex and Chains record, Spotify went to fucking um, random and it played a fucking instrumental death song, mm-hmm. which I was like, those two bands don't go together. But I, I guess it's because like there's a lot of guitar harmonies in this particular instrumental track from death. That they've like, yeah, that's like Allison Chain. Sure, this guy would like that. Uh, it was just weird, but I mm. I thoroughly enjoyed it, so I couldn't complain. Okay, interesting. That's 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 very odd to say the least. Yeah. But cool. All right. Um, that we uh, had a pretty you had a pretty pretty productive week with ten word reviews. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kicking that ass. I am okay. kicking that ass. Well, awesome. Um, I think we'll take this moment then for a quick commercial break. And we are back. So let's move on to news. And as we've been doing with the news on these free flow episodes, we've just been kind of running through uh, headlines on Blobbermouth and just kind of talking bits and pieces. Well, Um, let's just start off with obituaries because we know uh, a few right off the top. Okay, well, I'll let you start that then. All right. Um, Jeff Beck passed away. Yes. Guitar legend Jeff Beck recently, most recently, on the Patient Number 9 track on the Patient Number 9 album from Ozzy Osbourne. Um, David Crosby passed away yesterday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, Crosby still is Nash and Young, legendary musician. Um, Lisa Marie Presley passed away, the daughter of Elvis Presley. She passed away. Mm-hmm. And just today, Screaming Trees bassist Van Connor before uh, we were recording. That was not today. That was uh, that was a little earlier in the week. Oh, really? Because people yeah. – like, I just saw it today. Yeah, no, that, that was – Oh, I, think, I see it. I see it, yeah. day or two ago, at least. So, Either way. Yeah, but, but yeah um, – Plenty, unfortunately, plenty in the last two weeks to say the least. So yeah, yeah, um, it's been sure. it's been it's been pretty rough year already. Just fucking, so, we're only twenty days in. Jesus Christ. Yep. Oh, I lost I lost blabbermouth because of antivirus crap. God damn you, blabbermouth! All right. Okay. Well, okay. I got it back. Right. Okay, so let's uh, let's go through a little bit in here. Uh, first, first thing, uh, first, first good thing to say the least. Overkill is about to release a new single called "The Surgeon" uh, next week. Sweet. 
which is leading to their new album, which I think is number 15, 16, something like that. Dear God. Yeah, they 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 they, they release albums every like two. Oh, to three buddy, your years. way, you're you're kind of off. It's their twentieth studio album called Scorched. Oh, shit, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, yeah. never mind. Twentieth <laughs> studio album. Yeah. Woo. Well, well, they've been around. I think they've been around since 1980, releasing releasing albums um, probably within five years of that, and they release albums every two some uh two to three years maybe um so yeah yeah, they, yeah they're they've... they're on a solid schedule for yeah, the they, 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 i don't think they've ever taken a lengthy time off no i don't think i think you're right yeah i mean so... 20 albums in jesus christmas yep so that that's that's a 10 word review i'm not looking forward to my god yeah yep um I have no idea if and when we're going to do that. So that's an undertaking. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, I already, I already chose the next large undertaking for next year. Um, and we're not doing, we don't do two in a year. We only do one a year. I was going to say, we got the one for this year for sure. So yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 they're both, thankfully, like I, I always aim for later in the year for those. So thank, yeah. Thank God. It gives me time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's also why I'm trying to bang these out early. Like I want to get through like I want to get through like maybe like August and then like take a break on yeah. ten reviews and then come back. You know. Yeah, you only have a few left, and and you know most of them are pretty pretty straightforward. One of them you may skip. You're probably going to skip September. I, I think I, I decided I'm going to do. I'm skipping March, September, and October. I believe. Uh, October, you should do it. So it's a good one. I'll think about it. I'll think about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, Charlie Benanti to miss the next few shows on the Anthrax tour with Black Label. A temporary replacement has been announced. Who is said temporary replacement? Um, Derek Roddy. So um, hopefully yeah. that, that does not affect the show that we're hopefully going to on the 10th or so. Yeah, we got twenty days, about twenty-one mm-hmm. days until yeah. that happens. So, he—they he, say he's missing the next few shows um, due to an uh, undisclosed operation. Mm. So, uh, I see. Yeah. More stuff with Journey. Don't need to talk about it. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um. Well, here's something. Here's something for for you. Uh, Mike Wengren is killing it in the gym, preparing for the band's upcoming tour. Yeah, I see he's doing some trap bar deadlifts in there. That was pretty solid stuff right there. Looks pretty good. Some red, some blue, some green plates in there. Looking yeah. pretty uh, jacked up. Yeah. Who is he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm guessing sure. he's the drummer. I'm guessing I, he's I, the drummer. I'm pretty sure he's the drummer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> looking good there, man. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Just trying to look like you, King. <laughs> Jesus. Just sitting there like, yeah, you get it. Re- like leaning over, like, who the fuck is that? Who's that guy? <laughs> and, like uh, I don't know his name. Like, hey, you. Hey, you. <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah, you get good. him, uh, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you get it. Um, 
Isan Isan is uh, announces Fascination Street C- uh, Sessions EP. Uh, Isan, yeah. I believe, is former member of Emperor. Yes, sir. Lead yes. frontman, I believe, main songwriter. Uh, original original frontman for Emperor. I think Emperor continues without him. So. Oh, is that right? Oh, okay. Because I, I know I, they've done some reunion shit. I, I I know they they've done some reunion stuff, but I think they've done at least one album without them. So I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So, um, Rush a a looks like a uh, port uh, video the photograph book is going to be coming out entitled Portraits uh, through Rufus Publications. Um, doesn't say any idea of when that's coming out, and that. Is uh May twenty twenty three. Oh, yeah. Um, Last in Line announces third album titled Jericho. They've been just like they've been on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, I haven't listened to a single one of the records, but they've just been on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, keyboard legend Rick Wakeman to release new concept album, A Gallery of the Imagination. I would definitely need to check that one out. Yes, this is February twenty fourth. Okay. Okay. Um, Queen will be launching a Queen the Greatest Live YouTube series, so probably a whole bunch of really great uh, live performances from the past. You know what? Uh, Fifty years. Fifty years. <laughs> yeah. So, very cool. Um. Slipknot, Pantera, and Godsmack to headline 29th annual Rockfest in, let's say that's Kadot or Kado, uh, Wisconsin. All I know is that that's a really good brand of cheese. Cool. All, all <laughs> I know, all I know is, 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 is looking at the thumbnail on Thursday, Pantera is right above Ice Cube. Ice Cube. <laughs> hell, hell yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah. is that is awesome. Um, Duff McKagan says Guns N' Roses will play this year's Glastonbury Festival. Um, That's cool, I guess. Jethro Tull seems to be getting back in motion and and just turning along because they're going to release another studio album called, uh, well, looks like it says Rook Flute. It's Rock Flute, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is cool. Um, so it's their 23rd studio album. Mm. Uh, it's their follow-up to 2022 Zealot Gene, which was their first LP in two decades. Yep. So they're releasing they're releasing two albums in a in like in the span of a year after not releasing shit for 20, which is wild. Yep. Um, they're returning with a 12-track record based on the characters and roles of some of the principal gods of the old Norse paganism. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch out, Metallica. This one's got the Grammy locked. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys are fucked. <laughs> you are fucked. Um, Pantera announces summer 2023 North American tour with Lamb of God. Yes, yes. Um, and, some of those dates. Austin. They're coming to Austin. Yes, they come to Austin. Um, some of those dates do coincide with their shows with Metallica where they're opening up. Like, so their whole Texas run that they have there, one of them is in Arlington. That's the one date that they're opening up for Metallica. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
JJ French says Twisted Sister will perform three songs at the Metal Hall of Fame. Yeah, I heard that they were reuniting again. Which is which is awesome. So I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Um, let's see. Um no, no, da, 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 da. George Lynch's The Banishment to release debut album Machine and Bone in March. So this Lynch, is like different um, than Lynch Mob? Like different than Lynch Mob. Um so I don't I, I wonder what's different, so Well, I know he said he's bringing the Lynch Mob name back, uh, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um so this has to be a, a just completely different band. Yeah. I guess so, but um, okay. Baby Metal shares new single "Metal Kingdom," unveils more the other one album details. We excellent. Yeah, I like them. Like I think I think they randomly came up in uh, on the shuffle too at one point recently. I was like, oh shit, they're badass. Mm-hmm. Pink Floyd March twenty fourth. What? Oh, oh just March twenty fourth. Yeah, it's for the baby metal album. Okay. Pink Floyd fiftieth anniversary of the Dark Side of the Moon celebrated with a new box set, which just looks elaborate as fuck. Oh yeah, like out of control. Yeah, that's that's just that's just crazy. So, I think um, there's like multiple different versions of this box set. I think what we're looking at is like all the different versions put together, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen different like different things being like coming across my Facebook feed about this particular release. But yeah, either way, it still looks fucking sweet. Yep. Here's a fun one. The Rolling Stones have joined TikTok. <laughs> the last gasps of relevancy for the Rolling well, Stones. Well, uh I can tell you that they're already at 194.2 thousand followers and I say that because I just followed them. I was going I was going to say is the Shrek Jack one of them? The Shrek Jack is now one of them. So Nice. Um now this one was this one was fun. Uh Evanescence announces a Fallen makeup set, so a a makeup set based on the color schema of the uh, cover of their first album, Fallen. Yes, I believe that the the jokes I've been seeing is like now you too can look like a two thousands goth chick, millennial, well, whatever the fuck. Well, I've always wanted to look like a two thousands goth chick, so so I mean, my dreams have come true. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, let's see, let's see. Um, the reunited original lineup of Biohazard to perform at this year's Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Pretty cool. Yes. Jesus, tap right. dancing Christ. Are you are you oh. reading the one about Kiss? Yes, Paul Stanley oh. doesn't ru- doesn't rule out one-off Kiss concerts after final show of End of the Road. Just no, <laughs> would you stop, please? Stop, please. Like I love Kiss and everything, but just stop, just stop. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, now I see it. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jane's Addiction announces March twenty twenty three U.S. tour dates. Um, Man, cool. cool. I guess. Whatever. Um, not a not a big fan. 
Foo Fighters and Green Day to headline the Harley Davidson Homecoming Festival in July. Very That's cool. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That is a that is a '90s dream right there. <clears throat> uh oh. Uh, yes. Here we are. Okay. Just looking at this one right here, the uh, Death to All featuring Gene Hoslett and Steve Gregorio. Uh, March, April 2023 North American tour has been announced. And they will be coming here to Austin on March 14th. Come and take it live. Muy bueno. Yes, sir. Divai Very uh, cool. Spring 2023 European tour. That is not coming to Austin. <laughs> is the, I wonder if this is the makeup one, because I, I think he had a tour scheduled, then he had to go into surgery, think either for either his hand or his shoulder, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, Ugly Kid Joe announces first U.S. tour in 27 years. Whoa. And um, they have a Fozzie opening up for them. Whoa. That's a pretty cool show. Yeah. Not, not a bad deal at all. So, um I liked this idea. Um, Iron Maiden offers fans chance to buy jewelry made from band members' used guitar strings. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's pretty. I like that. You know, kind of repurposes things. Mm-hmm. So, um, Dolly Parton going full rock star now with a rock star album that will include Steven Tyler, Paul McCartney, Steve Perry, and Stevie Nicks. That sounds incredibly interesting. Oh, it does. I want to hear. Uh, I want to hear, hear her do a rock version of Jolene, like Dolly <laughs> Dolly right? Parton cover. Dolly Parton covers Dolly Parton. <laughs> nice. I like it. That'd be, I like that'd be, it. That'd be, that'd be great. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, do do do. Um, well, we're talking about people in the gym here. It looks like. Um, Tim Ripper Owens has lost 50 pounds since last summer. Yeah. yeah Looking okay. pretty svelte there. Yeah. Look, looks like he's, looks like he's, uh, been, been working out using that monster energy drink to, to, to fuel. So. Oh my know. gosh. Did you, did you see this next one right after that? Uh, or like two it... down. Uh, Corn announces Fall Leader 25th anniversary makeup set. There you go, buddy. You got you got your your twenty. You got your millennial goth chick, and then you got this freaking the the nineties angst guy. Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to look like a nineties <laughs> angst guy. So uh, I'm just, uh, my dream has come true. I have a lot of dreams. Leave me alone. Nineties <laughs> angst guy. I like it. <laughs> Black Dahlia Murder announces first tour. Since the passing of uh, Trevor Strand, Strand, I guess. I right. Guess, yes. I, like I need to, I need to learn how to pronounce his name. I don't know. Strand. Uh, it's 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 S T R N A D. So it's Strand, yeah. Strand, or something like that. Man. So somebody, somebody, tell me in the comments below. <laughs> we need, we need that that. Remember in our in our in our top three video from like six years ago. Kavellar talk. Kavellar, they had, yes. They had the fucking phonetics of it. That was so cool. Yes. 
Yes, I put some effort into that animation, damn it. <laughs> uh, Mastodon and Kojira announced the Mega Monsters Tour with Lorna Shore. Uh, Blabbermouth.net pre-sale going on. Anyway, uh, that is coming around to... Um, that is that coming to San Antonio, or is that another Austin one? It's an Austin show. It's on a Saturday in April. I don't have the boys. It's at the Moody Center, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Um, that is definitely something I will be looking into to definitely purchase tickets for that because that is a big show. I mean, yeah. I've seen Mastodon before at a small place. I've never seen Gojira, so this is uh this is top this is top tier fucking shit right here. Speaking of top tier shit, Clutch has announced Clutch has announced Spring twenty twenty three No Stars Above North American tour. Did you see any Texas dates on that one? Um, I don't think I did. I noticed a New York one, which I mentioned to Pat. Yeah, you um, mentioned that, like, I think it was the Paramount, like, right away. Uh, did I say that? Yes, the Paramount. Okay. Um, but yeah, it looks like nothing in Texas. Closest to us might be Tennessee. Ugh. All right. Yeah, it might be that. Um, yeah, I ain't going there that far, so. Um, Glenn Danzig announces Danzig sings Elvis concert at Hollywood's Montalban Theater. Sounds legit. Bill Vallo, at this moment in time, I'm not interested at all in him reunion because I can just create him albums on my own. Because I am him. Pretty much. I am he who they call I am. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Um, do, 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 do. Voiva to celebrate 40th anniversary with European shows in April. Nice. Uh, oh, this oh. one. This Ooh. one I, I want to go to. Creator and Sepultura announced t- spring 2023 North American tour with Death Angel. That That's is a fucking tour. That is one that we have to go to. Wait, well, what, what what are the dates here? What what are, what are your choices? I'm, I know there's something at least close to us. Um, uh, oh, there's it's very close. It's May yes. 23rd, San Antonio at the Aztec. Perfect mm. venue. Mm, perfect venue wonderful wonderful let's uh take a look at what day of the week that is Mm, you do that i'll keep Uh, going on go um it's a fucking tuesday (laughs) that's some bullshit that's funny (laughs) uh i'm still going i'm still going hang on all right, Peter Griffin, you need to calm down, okay? <laughs> That's usually my my making fun of people laugh. <laughs> uh, okay, everyone's just kind of stating opinions here. Um, apparently, a lot of imposter accounts on social media for James Hetfield lately. Not surprised. Not surprised. Yeah. Apparently, more so in particular, it's weird. Okay. Um, Anthrax has been working on a new album for three years. Um, I think it's been longer than that, but all right. 
<laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna say, you guys just, just, just hanging out, just doing something, playing, guys, just sitting there playing D and D. Let's see, let's see. Orgy drops a new single titled "Empty." Orgy's still around. It's going to be the uh, the status of their venues when they go play, but that's all right. No, no. Ooh, uh, Paul Crook says his tour with John Bush performing Anthrax material will be fucking badass. I did not realize that he was doing a tour of Anthrax material. I thought I'd been hearing about that for a while. I didn't realize that, like, like I knew that was coming eventually, but I, I didn't realize it was like, this hasn't happened yet, you know? Yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. Um, just to see, just to see a, uh, a tour or a sh- or a show strictly of of his era stuff. Um, Alice Cooper announces "Too Close for Comfort" April May twenty twenty three tour. Guess where he's not coming again? Alice Cooper, if you hear this, don't don't kill me, please. Please come on our show. <laughs> We're not worthy. <laughs> uh, theory of a dead man. No one cares. Uh, Bachman, Turner, Bachman Turner Overdrive. Robin, Robin, Robbie Bachman. Dead at 69. Another oh, shit. I missed um, that one. Wow. Yep. Um, the feuding. Got some feud in here. We got all that remains. Sue's Ollie Herbert's widow accuses her of blocking royalties. Uh, that just wasn't that wasn't that like two three years ago. Yeah, at least. Wow. Here's one that's really interesting. Is and this the, is this what I'm thinking of with the CCR? Yes. Okay, John Fogarty gains ownership of the Credence Clearwater Revival catalog. Good for him. I know that's been like a thing that's been going on for a long time for him, mm-hmm. but now he has he has the ownership of all the songs they wrote with Clearwater, Credence Clearwater Revival. He has control of how the music is used, where it's used, who gets to use it. He has control of everything. Yeah. So, so people can so so now when when you're making a, a movie about Vietnam and you play Fortunate Son because every fucking movie about Vietnam has Fortunate Son in it, you can uh, you can you can just pay him or not get not be allowed to use it. Like that's yeah. the, that's the way this can go now. Maybe maybe that's part of the reason why he fought so hard. He's like, I'm fucking tired of you people using that track. He's like, I've been missing out on a lot of money because of this. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Camelot announces first album in five years, The Awakening. Oh, Man. here's an interesting, did you miss this one? Or, I, mean, I don't know. Hold on, I just, I just want to see something. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> here's the main reason why it's taken so long. Tommy Karabik is the singer of Camelot, the guy who appears on, who's appeared on the last, like, what, six Arion albums? <laughs> He's a little busy. What do you want? Yeah, hey, you just you just you know just to stay in Holland for a little while. You know, no, no, no big deal. 
So uh, we what, had, were you, what were you going to pick out? We're, we we had mentioned that Twisted Sister is playing the Metal Hall of Fame reunion performance. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Mike Portnoy confirms he will be the drummer for Twisted Sister. Yes, on, at that performance. Yes, that that is indeed a thing that will happen, which is not surprising. Um, kind of considering that, in a way, um, if you recall, in in Adrenaline Mob, um. Twisted Sisters uh, late drummer AJ Perro, he took over for Mike Portnoy in Adrenaline Mob after he left. Oh. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, um, yeah. Uh, Periphery to release Periphery 5 Gent is Not a Genre album in March. Yes, I'm excited. I, I... haven't listened to the singles yet. Um, which is funny because, like, I've 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 made a big stance on this podcast before about not listening to singles when they're released out of context of the albums, but I have thrown that by the wayside. And every time a new song comes out that I'm interested in, I do listen to it, like the last two Metallica tracks um, and a couple other ones. So I should go check this out. And for Free Five, I'm in for it absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a No Effects fan, this is your last chance to catch them on tour. They're going on their final tour. 40 years, 40 cities, 40 songs per day. Damn. Yeah. It's like a grindcore band playing, playing a 20-minute <laughs> set. <laughs> Oof, uh, 40 songs. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Um, Powerwolf announces more U.S. performances. Um, where did they announce those shows? Um, confirm live dates and then, um, okay. I, I guess I don't know if the the dates they're showing are the ones that they've already announced and are and that we're doing anyway or or not. I don't recall. I don't know. No, um, but yeah. Um. Sabaton's Public uh, Educator Award is under review following bassist's controversial past Crimea comments. Um, not sure what that's about. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, oh, it's something i think it looks like something related to uh political stuff and yeah whatever pussifer announces first european tour in seven years cool yes uh ooh Agnostic fronts Vinnie Stigma to make wrestling managerial debut at New York City event. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Cattle Decapitation to release Terracite album in May. It's an ugly album cover that looks like a bug's life and the... Members of the band basically doxed a fourteen-year-old for leaking the cover. Like, get over your like. It's just the cover. <laughs> um, Godsmack's Shannon Larkin. We're not breaking up. 
we're just releasing our last album and then not releasing any albums thereafter, but we're not breaking up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're just going towards a legacy act for the rest of our lives. So that's that's going to be the way. Are you a legacy though? Are you? Uh, I mean, they, they've had some pretty solid number one hits for, for over the last two decades. I mean, you know, people would pay to see them. Speaking of paying to see a band, uh, maybe one band and not the other, Cradle of Filth and Devil Driver announced first U.S. leg of 2023 Double Trouble Live Tour uh, coming to Austin. Uh, I nice. believe come, come and take it live. I would see that, and I really hope Cradle of Filth will play first, because then I can leave. Oh, uh, Double Driver is pretty good. I stand by my statement. I think you do. <laughs> Foo Fighters and Corn to perform at 2023 Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival. Noise. Noise. Um, <clears throat> oh my god, this is just nothing but festival news in the next couple, so go for it. Seriously. Foo Fighters, Tool, Avenged Sevenfold, and Kiss to headline this year's Sonic Temple Art and Music Festival. Nice. Uh, speaking of the Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters to co-headline 2023 Boston Calling Festival. This is all news like after, like, when they announced that they were continuing as a band without Taylor Hawkins, they yeah. just been like, bam, 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 fucking festivals. Yeah, they, they're 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 just going right back on it. So, as LA dying's Tim Lambesis, fuck off. Huh. Uh, let's see, let's see. Um, do do do. Pennywise and Suicidal Tendencies to headline Punk in the Park Ventura Festival in March. That that sounds pretty cool. I like both bands. Red Hot Chili Peppers and Smashing Pumpkins among headliners of this year's Bottle Rock Napa Valley Festival. Some good festivals going on. America's trying to catch up. I mean, they are. Those, they are. those European festivals have been a big deal for a long time. America's trying to catch up. I, I think... Um... I think maybe next year, um, and sometime in 2024, Lindsay and I may start to consider like, okay, what kind of what festival do we want to go to? Like, we wouldn't necessarily stay for all all days of it, but you know, we'd go and enjoy ourselves for one to two days of a festival. Um, Interesting. Just, just for a trip, I told her that the ultimate goal one day is Vakken. So, oh my god. Oh, I yeah. mean, I mean, you go to the Netherlands. I mean, that's already a, like you're just one step closer to Germany. So go for it. Oh yeah, yeah. Just go. Just, I'll just go move there. No big deal. <laughs> <sighs> Dying fetus and suicide silence announced chaos and carnage. April 2023 U.S. tour. Um, that tour. That tour comes to the Rock Box every year. So I'm willing to bet there's a date. So <laughs> nice. Yup. Yup. Um, do do do. I'm on the current deaf lever, don't care. Da, 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 da. Ozzy's health really struggling. He says it's, <laughs> it's really awful what is going on. It's been for a while, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. Dream Theater's James Labrie shares the secret to a long and happy marriage. Well, good for him. 
<laughs> just go, go play with a band around the world and uh, and don't don't bother her. I was gonna say like just continually be on tour and never be home. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, let's see. That is where we make it. That's the end. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's where we we start to repeat. Some um, some good news there. Some good news there. Yeah, a lot of festival news. It sounds like festival news and some a lot of like spring tours. I saw a lot of like April May twenty twenty three tours coming yeah. around. Yeah, a lot of springtime. A lot of lot of a lot of time for you to be around people and also get a whole crap ton of allergies. So <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's great. Just just lovely. All right. Um, okay. So uh, with that. I say that we do our next commercial break. Greetings, Metalheads. Dan Mack here. And if you're a fan of putting a little heat on your meals, spice up your life with one of the many hot sauce flavors available from our sponsors at Hella Hot Hot Sauce. All natural, no preservative, and California-made Hella Hot Hot Sauce provides small batch artisan hot sauces made from fruit and pepper blends that emphasize aroma, taste, and, of course, heat. With several flavors available, some seasonal, others year-round, and collaborations with members of Ghoul, Exhumed, Guar, and Hatebreed, there are plenty of options to suit your palate. Head over to HellaHotHotSauce.com and buy up a couple bottles now. All right, so that is pretty much the news, and with that, we go on to a little extra. Um, We haven't kept uh, track of any crowdfunding in a while, so that is out. Shit I want. Should I want? What do you what what uh, what do you want? All right, I want to I want to preface this that this is uh like all right here we go. My Metallica trip in uh, in August is in jeopardy. All right, um, at work I work for a very large courier service, mm-hmm. and in July our contract with the Teamsters Union of truck drivers expires. Um, so our whole company was told that anyone who's non-union, which is pretty much all the managers uh, and supervisors, which I am, um, which I am, that for a six to seven week period from the last two weeks of July to the first weeks of September, we we can request to have a vacation or time off by that at during that time, but it's not guaranteed because if a strike happens, all hands are going to be on deck. That means mm-hmm. I might be going back into put my browns on and getting back in the truck and delivering packages. Um, so what I want is a nice, quick resolution to whatever issues the union has with UP uh, with my company, and for me to be able to see Metallica. Because if I have to sell those tickets, I'm going to be very upset. Yes, there, 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 there will be there will be chairs thrown. At, oh, at the very, for sure. At the, very, at the very least. At the very least, only because like this tour that they're going to be on goes into 2024, and who knows when they're going to tour after that. So like this is like my one shot to see them in like the next ten years. It feels like so like mm. I want the shit I want is a nice, quick, clean resolution before my show. I'm going to hold on to these tickets until the last possible second. If I have to sell them, I'll be very upset. And and people will die. Yeah, yeah, there's a possibility there'll be some dude going around delivering packages, throwing shit at fucking windows and stuff like that, just 
passive aggressively taking my anger out. Yes. <laughs> and anybody who is in the union, they will they will have their house pumpkined and toilet papered. <laughs> so so yeah, this will this will hopefully you know not be not be a thing. So sorry for like three or four. Uh, yeah. Until the until apparently the government stepped in and like, no, nah, y'all motherfuckers gotta get back to work. Yeah. Um, but if it's like if it's anything like the the train uh, union possibility of a strike that happened a couple of months ago, we won't get to that. Hopefully, but we will mm-hmm. see. Okay, we shall see. Here's here's uh, here's hoping. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. Um, what do I, what do I want? I want to get this, get through this month and get back on track. Um, this year started off a little, a little left to center. Um, and um, just want to make sure that um, I get everything kind of back on track with the shred shack as far as my end. Um, so what I mean by that is first off, um, so we had to change up the day we were supposed to we were going to do our uh grilling is my business video um that was that was uh, my doing of course um and you know it, we have to be able as far as as far as you and I go we have to be able to work around each other's schedules and um uh, while while your your schedule i i i, I don't really ask about it very much or anything but i know that your schedule is typically uh filled with things and of course you have your kids every other every other weekend and everything yep yep Um, yep now my um now my weeks are are filled um i'm also picking up an extra night a week uh to work because i'm get taking on extra clients from my higher paying job and a lot of these people need time after after work so i'm i'm opening up my evenings i'm opening up a third day of the week to have evening times um so i i have i have three i have three late days during the week now And but but the up thing the upside is that on those days like I don't I don't technically start until like twelve so oh okay yeah so like next Tuesday I have clients from a twelve and one and then I'm I'm on break for two hours and then I have five clients to close out the day yeah um, and and that's you know that's that's my day um. Then, like the following day, I have one client at eight, and then the next one is at like one o'clock. So, yeah, I hear you. And like, and like you said, like our like my week is like pretty much straightforward. Monday through Friday, you know, mm. gym, work, gym, blah 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 blah. But then my weekends are fucking packed because, like, yeah. um, Brandy and I have a goal this year that we want to hike a minimum of two hundred miles for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when we don't have the kids, we're planning hikes and we yeah. have, a, we have a brunch coming up and we have all this shit, like every fucking, it feels like sometimes like almost every single moment of my day is, is fucking scheduled with something, which is, you know, I like that cause I like routine and like, I, I like to know what's going on. I'm a big fan of fucking like, give me all the information. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, it's also like, man, when do I fucking breathe? 
Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, you know, part of the part of the problem with with working the extra night during the week is that, you know, you, like I. I um, I stream on Monday nights while Lindsay watches Monday, uh, Monday Night Raw. So mm-hmm. I'm doing that. Then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm working late. And then Friday through through Sunday are the times that I can spend with Lindsay or, you know, like there are days like today where I spent a few hours with her, then came upstairs and here we are doing the podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, so, so now I've, it's going to be that during the day while she's working, I'm going to be in the bedroom hanging out with her. Um, you know, we'll, we'll probably watch stuff together and, and whatnot, but, you know, we're, we'll both be, you know, doing our own separate things. Um, so it's not like, you know, we not, it's not like we get the, the restful, quiet time together. So, yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you but for sure. That's, that's our opportunity to spend time together. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we we'll we'll make the most of it, but also, you know, the the upside is that I'm making, you know, my 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 next the, the next check that I'm getting from my job, uh my primary job um in 2 weeks um should be um double my recent one my double my oh. my one my one from yesterday and triple the one before that oh so, shit yeah because i was at it i always had a all-time like low uh from this job um for the first time in, in like it's been a long time since i i had a, a check this low from this job because my workload was so low um, right, but, but with January starting and everything renewing and everybody kind of you know hitting a new, hitting a new point in their lives, they like a lot of people have joined up for therapy and I'm working with them. So um, you know it's it's been a it's been a process. Um, yeah, I'm sure. So so that's been going that's going going fairly positive so far. So um, so yeah, so. You know, it kind of works out in the end. gives us gives us better opportunity. So, um, yeah. But I just want to get this. I just want to get the rest of this month on track because I think I can handle getting next month no problem. A lot easier. So makes uh, sense. Yeah. So um, and otherwise, just you know, with most things, I'm trying to keep ahead of the curve. You know, so I'm trying to get certain things done. Uh, like well in advance and and whatnot, so, um, so I'm I'm doing what I can, but we'll we'll uh, we'll divulge more of that in our monthly update um, in a few weeks. So sounds um, good. Yep. So um, with that, we go to down the rabbit hole. Have you gone down any rabbit holes? Not yet, but I, I sense one coming. I sense one coming. I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be just a full-on Gojira Mastodon fucking um, rabbit hole. Probably listen to some discographies there, uh, just because I'm so excited for the the announcement of the tour. Um, and I don't think I've given um, Mastodon's latest record, Hush and Grim, enough of a listen. Like I listened to it a few times, but I don't think I've absorbed it enough. So that one might be um, coming up in a in a fairly regular part of my rotation coming up soon. Um, I can feel that coming. So 
That's going to be the one. But can you feel it coming in the air tonight? Oh, for sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't have a rabbit hole um, just because I've been trying to work on writing for finishing writing for the top three and then catching up on new releases. Um, so I can't say that I've had anything as far as uh, a rabbit hole, something that's really sucked me in um, outside of finding myself kind of caught in a loop of listening to the same couple of tracks over and over instead of, you know, focusing on what I probably should be working on. So, um, so yeah, I, I can't say I have much for this one right now. So gotcha. A uh, little light reading. What uh, well, you said you've been you've been doing a little more reading. What have you been reading? Well, um, still you know I'm still in the two big thick books I'm working on. Of course, the Lord of the Rings. I had just yesterday um, I finished. So I I think I've mentioned before, and for anyone who doesn't know, the Lord of the Rings, of course, is one big trilogy book with three physical books. You know the uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, the Two Towers, and the Return of the King. Each of those books are broken up into two. So I just finished book three, which is the first book of The Two Towers, uh, which follows, in The Two Towers, it follows Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas while they go searching for Merry and Pippin. After they get taken by the, by the orcs, they do Helm's Deep, they do everything in Rohan, all that good stuff. And of course, Merry and Pippin meet up with Treebeard, and they, they, they sack Isengard, um, and they find the Palantir and all that good shit. So I am now heading into the second half of the Two Towers, which covers everything involving Smeagol, or Gollum, Frodo, and Sam, leading mm-hmm. up to getting into Mordor. So that's what I'm heading into right now. Uh, that's my Kindle. Of course, I, I read the physical, I read the Kindle, which I'm trying to read more in the gym. I'm, I, have to, I fell off that pretty quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to try and get back into reading in the gym in between sets. Uh, next week um but my physical book the book i'm reading by hand is um i'm still reading heretics of dune which is the fifth book of the of the dune series um so what we did uh the last time we had the kids we went through all their old toys in the playroom and we got Mm -hmm. rid of a lot of shit we got rid of a lot of shit um fortunately enough we have some friends who are young nephews uh who are like four and like one that's like you know just a few weeks old so they're going to grow into all these toys they, they inherited all my kids toys mm. um we we're able to consolidate everything into the boys rooms so they have their own rooms they have their own space all their legos and stuff like that are in their own rooms we reorganized everything in their rooms looks great so we took the old playroom on the second floor here and we turned that into like a reading area so we put okay. one of the futons in there we put two bookshelves two or three bookshelves in there Brandy's plants and all her shits there. Yoga mats. We we do our yoga there at night and whatnot. Um, so for the last two weeks, I've been like laying on the on the futon and I've been reading this book. So I'm about halfway through it. Um, mm-hmm. About you know, 300 pages out of 600 or so. Um, and I remember when I was listening to Dune Pod and they covered the book because they did all the Dune books leading up to the movie. Um, they weren't the biggest fans of this particular book. They found it to be a little weird, a little, um, like out, like just a little out there and stuff like that. Um, I'm actually really enjoying it. Um, I'm really enjoying the, the, the behind the scenes nature of like the Benny Jesuit who are like a main character now. I'm a big fan of 
their process uh, of the Gola process, which is pretty much cloning. Um, but these new these new um, bodies of like the main char- uh, one of the main characters is Duncan Idaho. Every time they bring him back, he doesn't have all his memories uh, from his previous life. Um, but sometime in this book, he gets the memories of every previous life he's ever had. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking wild. Um, it introduces a, a a badass 300 year old military leader named Miles Tag, who's like. If you're into the Dune uh, fan base, a lot of people talk about Miles Tech being this amazing character. So I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, looking forward to getting to the part where people start to really kind of like get turned off by the book and see if I if I feel the same way. Um, but yeah, I've been really enjoying that. And the last thing I picked up recently, um, Brandy and I both got the same book because um, we're going to have one that stays home and one that goes with us. Trafficked up a a book called Hiking in Big Bend National Park. Mm-hmm. And it's just a it's just a book that lists all the possible hikes and all the trails in Big Bend National Park. And we have already talked about that like that's now our park. We're gonna go there pretty much once a year, every year for the rest of our lives, kind of thing. So we are just excited to be exploring that. And we do have a vacation booked in October to go back to Big Ben. And we already have our itinerary, what we want to do every day. So we're, we're fucking pumped. But mm-hmm. all the information we can get, the better. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, I haven't had a chance to read anything. Um, I still have my stuff. <laughs> well, I considering have... what you... What? I was going to say, considering, considering what you've been talking about the last couple of weeks, you sound, you're just too fucking busy. Yeah, I my I try to I try to keep my you know if I have a free moment I try to I try to be productive in some capacity as far as writing something or getting something prepared, um, you know, um, we're doing doing a lot of interviews so I'm pursuing those and um, I have one I have one of my own to edit I have the one that Pat just did to edit. Um, trying to write the one minute reviews for TikTok, trying to come up with more ideas for that. Um, after our discussion today um, I, uh, about social media and monetizing and everything, I had a talk with Sean who uh, kind of covers our social media on the back end. Um, and we were, we were kind of coming up with, with thoughts and ideas and stuff like that. Um, so it's just been a lot of like, like back end coordinating. Um, yeah. 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 So it's basically been a lot of that, and uh, yeah. So I try to I try to keep busy with that. So yeah. um, just I just haven't I just haven't sat down and read, um, you know, just taking the time to do that. So I got I I, I kind of need to kind of need to take a moment and do it. Just 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 you know, I I would do it this weekend, but even this weekend's gonna be busy, which is slightly unusual for me. But you know. Um, so well, next weekend because I actually I actually took off of work next weekend because it's Royal Rumble weekend, bitches. Yeah, so I was excited. Yeah, yeah I took I, I took off. We're going to be going to uh, there's a there's a WrestleCon event uh, down near the uh, near the Alamo Dome somewhere, um, and a handful of um, wrestling legends will be there. Nice. Um, so we're gonna get some, get a photo or two, some bunch of autographs and whatnot. So, um, and then um, one of the one of the the things that I I 
have to do and i i kick myself for missing this last time um i have to get jake the snake's uh autograph oh uh, shit and he is coming around for a two-day thing that same weekend next weekend uh, nice so i'm gonna be going there and getting his autograph because you know like just he's awesome and i know his health has has not been always the greatest so i don't want to lose my opportunity yeah have you ever seen that documentary the resurrection of jake the snake um, I I believe I no I saw I saw Beyond the Mat and I saw his Dark Side of the Ring episode. That 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 documentary is fucking it's it's uplifting it's inspiring but it's also really scary um, because of like some of the things that he has gone through in his life. Oh yeah. Um, and the thing is that like it, it wasn't just about Jake the Snake too because it was it was also they brought in Scott Hall uh, when he was at his like his worst. Uh-huh. Um. And it was DDP bringing them together and fucking like trying to get their lives back together. It was, it, and it all ended. It all culminated in that when they both got inducted into the Hall of Fame. So it was. Yeah. It's a. It's a fucking. It's a great documentary. I love yeah. that documentary. Yeah, I, I gotta see it sometime. So. Um. But yeah. So that's been that's been that. Um. How about for your viewing pleasure? I, I've watched a couple things actually. Interestingly enough, I finally finished um, Andor, uh, which is the newest, the latest Star Wars TV property on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, following the, it's it's kind of like a prequel to a prequel kind of thing, because uh, the 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 character of Cassian Andor, we were first introduced to him in Rogue One, and Rogue One, of course, is the events of the spies that stole the planets of the Death Star that got to Princess Leia that Princess Leia put into R2-D2 in uh, Star Wars A New Hope. Mm. So this is this story taking place well before that. And this is kind of like how Cassian got involved in the Rebellion to begin with. It's a 12-episode series. Uh, one season so far. I think they're, I think they're going to, they're planning two. Mm. Um, and it's really fucking good. It's so much better than some of the more recent stuff. Because um, it's actually a lot more grounded and real. Like, a lot of it has to do with, like, bureaucracy and the inner workings of the Empire as a fucking, like, your your normal day-to-day drudgery of, like, work and mm. workplace politics and shit like that. Which I thought, which I found amazing. Because uh, it was just so well written and so well acted by so many people, um, and then of course just your 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 basic fascist storytelling of like a fascist empire. Like when they get wrong, they they put the hammer down on, on their people. They're changing. Uh, there's a there's like a three episode, three or four episode arc where Cassian Andor gets put in prison in, in uh, improperly. Um, then they. Prisoners finding constantly because the empire decides that they're going to just keep these people. That people who are quote unquote released are just brought back into a different part of the prison, and then there's a prison break. It's it's a fucking wild show. It's so good, and like I said, incredibly written, incredibly acted. Just a a delight to mm-hmm. to read to to watch. And the greatest thing about it is that even though it's a Star Wars story, it's within the same time frame as all the rest of it. It does not make mention of Jedi's. There's not a single lightsaber in there. They only make mention of the Emperor. 
Like they mentioned his name. Um, but that's it. The only thing that really ties this, this whole thing together to the rest of the story is the character of Mon Mothma, um, who is a senator in in the old republic or in the republic, and she's the one that um, in A New Hope is the one that that is showing the plans and puts together the whole fucking thing to, to take down the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a main character in the series, so it's like several years before that, but. Awesome, awesome fucking show. Awesome show. Cool. Um, what else have I watched? Oh, I watched Hereditary. Have you seen that? No. Oh, man. So it's another A24 Studios horror movie directed by Ari Aster, who's the one who did um, Midsommar. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, it was a really fucking good movie. Like, this one was, like, downright disturbing and fucking frightening. Um, Tony Collette's in it. Um, she's in uh, United States of Terror on Showtime, which she, where she has multiple personalities, which kind of plays into a little bit too. But she was the mom in The Sixth Sense, and she's in a bunch of other shit. Um, yeah. Gabriel Byrne is in it. A um, nice. couple of young, couple of young kids in there that are new, but they're really good actors. Um, the story is disturbing. The some of the the some of the uh, physical violence is very. It was just a wonderful horror movie like i'm not i'm not very much into horror so to speak mm-hmm. um and i'm definitely not into like the gory stuff but the like the more psychological disturbing shit i'm all for it so this was a fucking quality fucking movie mm-hmm. very glad i got a chance to watch it very um cool. honestly that might be about it i i don't think i've had much time to watch anything else really mm-hmm. um have i gone to the movies recently that we talked about Megan because we saw I saw it with the boys last last time they were here. Did we talk about that? Yeah, I think so a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Uh, Megan being the uh, the new uh, Blumhouse horror flick. Uh, good thing it was rated PG thirteen for the boys, but it's like an updated version of the Chucky's, so it's like an AI doll type thing um, mm. that come that becomes sentient. Of course, very good. I I enjoyed it a lot. Neither one did. The boys did, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took mom to see it, so that was that was pretty fun. Um, so yeah, that was that's I think that's about it for my viewing pleasure. Okay, um, I finished uh, the third season of Harley Quinn. So it's really mm. fucking good. Um, uh, it's hilarious. I just love it. Um, we um, t- we today we were going to watch This Is Guar. Um, the the documentary about Guar, um, mm. but my PS4 um is temperamental, um, so it didn't it wasn't loading up for some reason. So instead, we switched over to Peacock, and we watched Violent Night. Oh, nice! It's on it's on Peacock. I believe it. I believe that's what I used. Yes. Nice. Yes, and it is. You know, it's. It's it's got the some Christmas cheese to it, but it's such a fun movie. Like it's 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 just it's just great. Um uh just because, you know, it's it's Santa, um and you know, they kinda go into this backstory where before he became Santa he was an actual warrior that 
you know, killed a lot of people. Um, and it kind of part of the movie is the fact that he kind of revives that that feeling and he just starts, like, you know, mauling people. That's and it, amazing. And, yeah, it is. It, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, if if someone if if you someone didn't like it, then you know they didn't kind of. Res- I don't think they respected the tongue in cheek aspect of everything. So um, it, it's not meant to be taken seriously in any way. Um, I was going to say and, it's it's like deliberately over the top, right? Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, I'm 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 pretty I'm a pretty easy person to satisfy when it comes to these things. So like you know, it it kind of it it. I was I was good. I was very I was very pleased. I would I would definitely watch that's it awesome. again. I would definitely watch it again too. Like like it's not one that's one and done. I I I'd, I'd go for like I'd watch that every every Christmas just for laughs. I was going to say is it is it going to be a Christmas tradition like in the same vein as like a Die Hard type thing? It might be. <laughs> and they they actually that's make cool. a Die Hard they actually make a Die Hard reference because a lot of a lot of the movie does kind of follow that vibe. Uh-huh. Um, but like, there's a part where, um, so so he really is Santa Claus. That's 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 part of the whole the whole film is that the cat the main guy is legitimately Santa Claus and not a man just acting like Santa Claus. Okay. Um, but he has the the bag of gifts and everything, and it's like it's it's magic. Um, so he reaches in trying to find a weapon of some kind. And he pulls out a uh, copy of Die Hard on DVD or Blu-ray. <laughs> 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 yeah that that right there sells the movie for me yeah <laughs> that, so it, that, that it, and the fact that, that santa claus is david harbour from stranger things so i'm i'm all in yeah it's 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 very self-aware we'll say that <clears throat> okay so, yeah it's great and john leguizamo is the enemy you know which is yes which is great too so um a lot of a lot of fun i, I enjoyed it um Next thing is either going to be this is Guar, um, or we are going to start watching the Max. So, oh yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. So, uh, looking forward to that. Really wishing I can get the uh, the Max um, uh, graphic novels, but they are very hard to get until they decide to do another reprint. So, wow, yeah, but. Someday, but in the meantime, I have the cartoon, and I will be watching that again soon for for distant memories. <laughs> so, uh, but that's it for uh, for your viewing pleasure. And with that, we go on to uh, have we seen any shows? No, not yet. Okay, not at least I haven't. No, neither have I. Uh, I. I just been sticking to home for lately a lot of shows are coming up that i you know that i do want to check out and i feel like it's coming up like i feel like march is the takeoff point aside from the anthrax show that's coming in a few weeks yes. um, but i feel like march is the big takeoff point for everything so um we'll see we'll see how that goes um but then if that is the case then we carry on to heavy metal in the charts all right well we know that heavy metal in the charts is is just a fucking misnomer, really, because heavy metal doesn't really feature in the charts. But we like to talk about it regardless. Mm-hmm. But we also like to have something else to talk about, and so we pick up anything that's even hard rock or metal related. So greatest hits, 
you know, things by anybody who's considered a, a rock and roll person. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also like we also decided to do uh, a pop artist because we have found a a new affinity for pop music, mm-hmm. somewhat selective. Uh, but the pop artist that we have decided to follow on this particular chart um, is Miss Taylor Swift, and we know that her max on this chart has been nine albums mm-hmm. of her t- of her ten. I believe she has ten, uh, and. At any given time, she she has since her the release of Midnight's, she's had nine albums in the top two hundred. Mm-hmm. With that in mind, Dan also likes to know who the top five are, one through five, and who Mister Irrelevant is, which is the number two hundred at the bottom of the top of the Billboard Top Two Hundred. Mm-hmm. With all that being said, are you ready to get always, into this? always ready? All right, number one. Is SZA SOS? That was also the number one last week. It's been on the charts for five weeks. Interesting. Midnight's by Miss Taylor Swift is at number two. She was at number two last week. She's been on the charts for twelve weeks. This one, yeah, uh, she's not going anywhere. Not, not for a while. Number three is Heroes and Villains by Metro Boomin. Yeah, I think uh, this... we, I think we mentioned that last time too. Yeah, it did peak at number one. It was at number three last week, and it is six weeks on the charts. Mm-hmm. The top five have been pretty much pretty steady. They haven't changed at all. Yeah. Uh, so we got Drake and 21 Savage, her loss at number four. Been on the chart for ten weeks. This one's pretty solid, though. Un Verano Sinti by Bad Bunny, at number five. Was at number five last week. It's been on the charts for 36 weeks. Yeah, well, expect to see him next week in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> oh, that's going to be great, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, well uh, real quick about that, um, I, saw a head- I saw a headline earlier today that just said WWE is very pleased with all the surprise entrants they have this year. Oh, uh, well, this is, also, this is also Triple H's first Rumble, so this could be fucking fun. I hope so. I certainly hope so. Well, you know... Don't hold your breath for too long, only because Vince is back. I know. So, I know. Don't don't remind me of that shit. Yeah. All right. So here we go. We have one in the top 200 for Miss Taylor Swift already with Midnight's. And now we get to the scrolling. 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 And we also must mention that we are well past Christmas at this point. So we should have zero Christmas albums on this fucking chart by now. Yes. And we also said we're just going to skip them anyway, so. For sure, but I like yeah. Um, at number eighteen is "Rumors" by Fleetwood Mac. Yes. Did we did we mention that Christy McVie died? Um, was that the last podcast you recorded? Um, I don't think we mentioned it, but it, it was either the last podcast or the one before that that it happened. Um, it, I, I don't I don't know if it was this year or the end of last year. Oh man, I can't even remember. Yeah, just is it, it just it's so so many so many names lately? Just yeah, it's it's ridiculous. All right, number twenty eight is "Lover" by Miss Taylor Swift. That's her second on the top two hundred. Followed up mm-hmm. by number thirty, "Folklore" by Miss Taylor Swift. That is three for her in the top two hundred. Mm-hmm. Queen's greatest hits is at number thirty one. Woo, woo. Nineteen eighty nine by Miss Taylor Swift is at number forty one. That's her fourth. Red Taylor's version is at number forty three. That is her fifth. 
continuing on, a thriller by Michael Jackson at number 49. Ooh. Credence Clearwater Revival Chronicle, the 20 Greatest Hits at number 50. All, John royalties, all royalties going to John Fogarty now. That's right. All, all those Spotify pennies. <laughs> Evermore by Miss Taylor Swift is at number 60. That is her sixth record in the top 100 of the top of the top 200. Mm. Wild shit. Reputation by Miss Taylor Swift is at 64. That's her seventh album in the top 100 of the top 200. Very cool. Oh, man. Uh, A re-entry at number 85 is The Eminem Show by Eminem. Interesting. Interesting. Nevermind by Nirvana is at number 86. All right, we're going to just keep the... So, Nevermind by Nirvana is 609 weeks on the charts, by the way. I, I just want to keep that in mind for a little bit. Just let's just keep that in mind for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Bob Marley and the Whalers is number ninety-one with Legend, the best of. As a re-entry at number ninety-five is the Essential Foo Fighters by the Foo Fighters. Okay. Elvis Presley, the Essential Elvis Presley is at number one oh one. Greatest hits of Guns N' Roses. At number 103. Journey's Greatest Hits is at number 106. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers Greatest Hits at number 107. The Essential Michael Jackson is a re-entry at number 116. Re-entry from Mr. Michael Jackson. Okay. Taylor Swift. Fearless, Taylor's version, number 136. That is her eighth record in the top 200. Metallica's Black Album is at number 140. The Very Best of Nickelback is at number 141. Speak Now by Miss Taylor Swift is at number 143. That is her ninth record on the top 200. Okay, continuing on. Back in Black, ACDC at 154. Five. Let's take a look at that. That's 550 weeks on the charts. Damn. What was, what was what was the Black Album at? Where, where did that come? Where did that go? 694. Damn. Hey, back out of here. Greatest hits by Fleetwood Mac, the number 163. The reason I bring up the number of weeks on the charts. Is because at number 167 is The Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. This is pre 50th anniversary. 966 weeks on the charts. Goddamn. 50 years. 966 weeks. All right. Continuing on. The greatest hits, all time greatest hits of Leonard Skinner is at 169. The Beatles, Abbey Road, is at 172. Greatest Hits, The Ultimate Collection by Bon Jovi is at number 173. Continuing on, Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, Greatest Hits at number 182. We're getting to the end here. Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park is at number 186. 
We're getting down to the top, the bottom ten here. Bottom ten, Hot Rocks, Rolling Stones, one ninety-five, and the number two hundred, Mister Irrelevant, is a re-entry by Future DS Two. Okay. okay, and there you have it, folks. The Billboard Top Two Hundred with nine records from our top favorite, Miss Taylor Swift. Yeah. So before we before we uh, before we break for a commercial break and then go into our primary discussion, I want to have a little mini discussion here, uh, and this is something I sent to you earlier this week. Yes. Um, so um, we've talked, we've been talking for a while about Taylor Swift albums, and we always remark that that her max is about nine on the charts um, at usually at any given time. Um, a list came out earlier this week that showed which artists um, it's a list of eight that had the most albums on the charts and in what year it happened. Um, so as far as one artist having X amount of albums on the charts at the same time in in one particular week, at least once. Um, so first one that they mentioned is, uh, actually there's, there's two that mentioned at you know, at eight, uh, eight albums and first one's Lincoln park in 2017. That is presumably after Chester Bennington committed suicide. I can only assume. Yes, for sure. Yes. Um, so they had eight albums on the charts at that time. Um, tied for that is Eminem, uh, back in 2013. Um, I don't, I don't know what point in time that is in his career at all. So I can't, can't, I can't fathom. Um, but eight albums of his all in the charts at the same time. Um, they count Taylor Swift, uh, at nine from, uh, 2021 to 2022. And so far in 2023 as well. Um, Next up is Led Zeppelin at nine, tied with Taylor Swift in 1979, presumably uh, considering breakup. So breakup and John Bottom's death. Yes, so that is probably where that came from. But nine albums uh, out of there, like so, presumably um, most of those would be studio albums. By that time, they had released their last um, their studio last studio album, which I believe is their tenth one. Is if I'm not mistaken, so most of their catalog was uh, what's up? Yeah, it was box. Oh, let's see. Because I can't remember if the box makes um makes physical graffiti uh, two two separate things. So Coda is their tenth. Okay, yes, um, that's what I thought. In through the outdoors yeah. nine, and then so. Yep. Yeah. yeah, physical yeah. graffiti. Uh, see, physical graffiti they count as seven and eight. Okay, so then there's nine albums. Well, actually, yeah. So it's nine albums because physical graffiti was it was a um, was a double album. So mm-hmm. these are the disc numbers I'm looking at. That's what I'm looking at. Okay. Yeah. So, I, so... I figured. I thought. I I remember. I did, I remember they didn't have like ten albums, but like I was I was pretty certain it was eight or nine. Okay. And yeah. So I think because people tend to forget about presence into the outdoor and coda, like physical graffiti, house of the holy, and then one through four, of course. Yeah. 
So, so it, 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 chances are good if they didn't have any sort of live or greatest hits album at the time, all of their studio albums were on the charts at the time. Yeah, for sure, so, for sure. Okay. Um, next up, uh, two artists at number uh, two artists with uh, ten. First off, uh, David Bowie, twenty sixteen, presumably after his death. Um, mm-hmm. And then same thing with Whitney Houston in twenty twelve, presumably after her passing. Mm-hmm. Um, next one up is at thirteen, and that's the Beatles, uh, twenty fourteen. What um, was that about? That I don't. Oh, know. was that when George Harrison passed? Was it? Was it only at that time? I thought it happened a, a longer time ago than that. No, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta fucking find out. Hold on now. Yeah. Chances are good that that is that is the the reason, but oh no, he died in two thousand one. Yeah, I th- I thought he died a long ass time ago, like when I was oh my gosh, Ta- like when I was working at Tower Records, kind of thing. Oh um, my god, yeah, it it doesn't doesn't seem like that long, but it it did. Wow, uh, twenty fourteen. My my assumption is that they must have re released all the albums or done something similar to that. Maybe all the albums on vinyl. Something like that. So, oh, oh, there's a no. That's not it. Very, very interesting. What was going on with the Beatles in 2014? Yeah, no idea. Well, keep on going. Okay. Last artist they have on there is at 19. So I, I believe that's unsurpassable. Um, especially considering the number of albums he had, but that's Prince mm. when he passed yeah. away. Yeah, oh, for so, sure. Nineteen albums of his on the charts. Okay, so figure top two hundred. That's two hundred. He had nearly twenty albums on there. Nearly a tenth of the list was him. For sure, that, that is ridiculous. That that is that is wild. He just went like. Boom, motherfucker, just get off the list. All of you, knock off. All of you, gone. Mr. Irrelevant, I'm Mr. Irrelevant now. Now I'm relevant. <laughs> I'm the top five and the last 200. <laughs> God damn. But, but that is, um, that is uh, a feat, to say the least. So, Oh, um, for sure. Yeah. Um, but pretty incredible to see some of these these artists on here. But you know, pre- for presumable uh, presumable reasons, um, for okay, so let's let's say that Prince, Whitney Houston, David Bowie, Led Zeppelin, Lincoln Park were for sake of deaths. Taylor Swift, Eminem, and the Beatles were for generally the sake of popularity. Yeah. Um, and with the Beatles, probably some sort of special event. Okay, here it is. What Apple's 2014 100% analog reissue? The first is the first release to challenge the primer of shit. Okay. Oh, okay. Reissues. It looks like vinyl albums in mono released in 2014. Yeah, that's 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 what I figured. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that that looks like it. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, so that I just thought I thought was an interesting tidbit of things. Um, no, that's very cool. That's very cool because we because like yeah. when we talk about this, we've we've always like we never counted albums 
um, by other artists, um, like we do with Taylor Swift. So mm-hmm. it's cool to to know that, like, even though she has like nine, which is a, a pretty solid chunk of the out charts, Prince has like what was it, eighteen, nineteen? Fucking yeah, wild. Prince Prince had nineteen on the list, and and you know I I I didn't realize that he had so many albums i thought he had taken a break for a while but i if you go on spotify he had he was consistent right up until he died so that's great yeah he was he was very prolific so um but yeah um and so uh with that so let's let's take our commercial break and then go on to our discussion Okay, and we're back. And so our discussion for today, we were going to cover this last time, but we were I think we were a little bit tired. It was a very late night and uh you know, we we just we weren't up to it. Now, we're up to it. Here we go. So, first discussion of uh 2023 is going to be a list from Loudwire. It is the best thrash metal album of each year since 1983. Uh so that presumably goes up to 2002. Yes, because it was it was written Bef- written sometime in December of 2022 and updated uh final last updated in December 2022. So, cool. let's get started with 1983 and not surprising whatsoever, 1983 album is Killing All by Metallica. Not a surprise. Not a surprise, but um Kill 'em All is actually the first album I did a 1 minute review on on our TikTok page and mm-hmm. in listening to it uh, again, for the first time in a long time, I um, I was only I I I, I was kind of a little not into it. Um, I was half. Wow. Into it. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I I liked half the songs, and the other half I was kind of like, uh, not so much. So um, yeah, definitely definitely not their finest point. Uh, it was it was a good enough start. You, you obviously you you saw the, you saw the potential in it, but um. Yeah, it just it, I, I don't think it was overall as as phenomenal as some of the other uh early um albums. So, um yeah. Now, here's one I can go for. Uh 1984 was Metallica, Ride the Lightning. Love that surprise, album. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Fantastic album. Um Oh yeah, absolutely. Several steps ahead of Kill 'em All um in every respect. And I can give I can give props to every track on that album for sure. Absolutely. So I mean, shit, I got I got words from one of those songs tattooed on my arm from that album for Christ's sake. Let's go. Yes, uh, title track and fight fire with fire. Uh, for whom the bell tolls, uh, fade to creeping black. Death. Creeping death. Creeping death. Call Cthulhu. trapped under ice, and then escape. Yeah. There you go. That's that's every track. Phenomenal. Um, so, and, and, and people, and, and if you're, if you're the kind of person who complains about escape being too radio friendly, then I will punch you in the nose. So, I mean, I know James Hetfield doesn't like it, but like we all do. So uh, come on, give yeah. yourself a break, buddy. Yeah. Um, do you remember the movie Dirty Work? Yes, of course. Okay. So you do remember, remember the, uh, Remember the landlord for their their business uh, place? I think I do. Okay, so so they they make the they make the policy with the uh, the landlord about um, their their business location, 
and pretty much he's, he goes, as long as the rent's paid on time, we're all good. If not, I punch you in the stomach. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. That's I what, do remember that. And I think of that every time I, 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 I have a moment like that. I'm like, if you don't like it, I punch you in the stomach. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but next up, uh, again, another one that can't be denied, Exodus Bonded by Blood. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely great. Um, the 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 uh, album cover that they show is actually, uh, I think, the the quote clean version unquote. Uh, if I no, that's that's a different one. I'm thinking of. Uh, either way, whatever. Um, but uh, bonded by blood. Fantastic album. Fantastic title track, to say the least. So, um. No surprises here. 1986 is Master of Puppets. Not a surprise. Not a surprise. I mean, didn't you didn't you have a book that like pretty much said like you know in 1983 Metallica released Kill 'Em All and all was good in the world or something like that and then you know in 1984 Metallica released Ride the Lightning and all was good in the world et cetera et cetera. It, it was, it's kind of like that, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. I have to I have to read that book. Like from start to finish, finally, but, um, but yeah, it's it's kind of like that. So, um, but here's where we start getting into different territory. 1987 Testaments the Legacy. Mm, yes. So yes. Um, now I'm not I'm not as familiar with Testaments uh, discography like off the top of my head right now. I did listen to it, of course, for the uh, ten word reviews and. Um, their discography is great. I just need more listens to it to really be able to differentiate these things. But Testament as a band, I don't think has ever actually disappointed. They have changed over the years to a style that maybe some didn't like when they started to kind of go a little bit more in the death metal direction. Yeah, like their demonic record. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the one that's kind of like, eh, for some people. Yeah, some um, people didn't like that because the vocals were a little bit too harsh. They were trying a little bit too hard to be death metal as opposed to thrash. Um, but I still enjoyed it. So, um, I mean, yeah. I think their their latter day catalog is just some of the best shit out there right now. Only because we've talked about this a billion times. Mm-hmm. Fucking modern day production with fucking thrash metal is a combination that is just fucking gold as far mm-hmm. as i'm concerned so yeah and and testament's one of the best bands out there doing it so mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely um now can't say i'm surprised but this is also a point where it you know it, it got a little less thrash but 1988 was slayer south of heaven um that is it, surprising which is a bit of a which was a bit of a change for the band. Um, uh huh. It was a little. It was it was slowed down. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, while it still had its, it still had its thrash tracks and everything like that, they they uh, they changed things up a little bit. And I'm willing to bet that if um, if Master of Puppets had not been released in '86, Rain and Blood would have been there. Oh yeah, I was going to say the same thing. For sure. Actually, I'm pretty sure it was '86 that they released it. I can't remember for sure, but uh, well, it had to be '86 because if it wasn't '86, if it was any other year besides '86, 
and Metallica didn't release their record, it probably would have been the best thrash record of that year. Yeah, I, I probably so then it probably it would have probably had to fight for uh, 1995 with uh, Exodus. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, here's one I can go for. 1989 was Sepultura beneath the remains. Ooh, wow, wow, that beat out Injustice. Yes, um, I love Injustice, but. I've mentioned many times before that the earlier the earlier you go into Sepultura's catalog, the better they got. Like, yeah, they, yeah. Like, as as they progress, you know, they 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 clean things up. They added a lot of different elements and everything, but their oldest stuff is so fucking good. So and I think you mentioned the word progress. I think that might be why Metallica's the the Justice for All album is not the number one because it was more of a progressive record mm-hmm. than anything else. I mean, each song, like, I think the shortest song on that album is like six minutes long, which is like, that's not thrash, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what they. Now, you know what was thrash? 1990s, Megadeth, Rust in Peace. Yeah, that's a fucking motherfucker right there. Yeah. Holy Wars and Anger, Hangar 18 alone mm. dust, dust that year. And then, you know, it just. The rest of the album's fantastic. So, um, I would say that it's as far as their first four, it's between that and Peace Cells. Although, mm-hmm. uh, Killing of My Business is a pretty awesome record too. So, we've we've done a ten word review on them for sure, right? We we certainly have. Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. Nineteen ninety one Sepultura Arise, which was one of my first Sepultura albums. Nice. Yes, um, and another one that is awesome. Um, the DVD that I have uh, has a live show of theirs right around the release of this album, and it was a fucking kick-ass show. Nice. So yeah, uh, that is that is a great album to to go back to. So Sepultura fucking uh, Sepultura ten word review when? I'm not telling everybody. <laughs> we we also we also have to open the floor to to requests because I, I like I said like I said in the chat I made up all of this year's stuff so oh I know I know and you and I already picked next year's like February so like <laughs> we picked we we picked February together and I picked October so. Oh man, um, yeah. Because obviously October has to be some sort of um, Halloween thing, Halloween or scary kind of kind of vibe. So yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, um, looking kind of Halloween here. Number nineteen ninety two's Demolition Hammer, Epidemic of Violence. I have never heard this record. Neither have I. I mean, we're getting to we're getting to like the years of like grunge too. So like. We might hear we might see some obscure, more obscure stuff um, that was not very popular at the time. Mm-hmm. Like at least it's not not like in the fucking like in the mainstream fucking like knowledge. Mm-hmm. So this this might be some interesting learning experiences. So well, I, I feel like in some capacity, Thrash maybe got a little lost in the nineties too, as far as kind of lost in the mix because I don't hear much about about the mid nine about the nineties when it comes to Thrash. Yeah, because I think like like besides the grunge thing, the thing that came up in the '90s, especially out of Florida, was the fucking death metal scene. 
Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, that's one to check out. Um, and speaking of ones to check out, 1993 is Coroner Grin. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. So Learning experiences. I, Coroner is a band name I've heard of, but never actually uh, pursued the music. But same, same. That that uh that album cover is very discomforting. Just that. I I don't have it in front of me, unfortunately. Like my laptop, I think is it has finally died. So, it, it, <laughs> just to give the audience who's already been listening to this for two and a half hours, the yeah. reason I said that that the shitty sounding Chris Mack in the beginning is because I'm recording this through my headphones on my phone through discord not on a laptop not on my microphone it's we are fucking duct taping this one together today yeah so science um 1994 testament low i don't remember that one this was this was still somewhat thrashy but they just started getting into that really heavy point it's, I was going to say, is it the before Demonic? Yes. I can't remember. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it's the one just before Demonic, I believe. Gotcha. Yeah. But they hadn't, they hadn't been on full, full, full thresh yet. So um, here's another one that I've heard of forever. And I, I, I just never gave a chance to uh, Tankard, the Tankard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Oh my god, they have a blatant anti-holiday anthem called Fuck Christmas. I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I need to hear that. Um now, this one's kind of interesting because again, we mentioned the we mentioned the band earlier and I I kind of mentioned they've been consistent, but they also stylistically um adjusted a little bit in the 90s. Overkill, the killing kind. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, strangely enough, uh, of all the Overkill albums I have, I think I only have one from the '90s. The rest are from the '80s, and then from like the 2000s on, uh, because that just happens to Still be what about I've the come... '90s. Well, it just happens to be what I've come across. You know, like okay, the box set that I bought came with a certain number of albums in the latter category, and then um, you know a lot of the stuff that I've found for uh, for for cheaper uh is the 80s material so um and the 90s stuff i've listened to a little bit before and i yeah i think i've mentioned before that in a lot of their a lot of their riffs especially in the 90s there's a lot of black sabbath uh influence so yeah yeah um but moving along uh we got to 1997 that's deceased fearless uh fearless uh undead machines um, one I, I'm sure I've heard the name, but just n- something completely new to me, and uh, I definitely feel like I have to kind of make a make an effort to listen to this one. Uh, what was it? I, I you, you fucking silenced out there for a hot second. What was it? Deceased, fearless undead machines. Deceased. Yeah, yeah. I I think they I think they sound vaguely familiar. Like I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm not familiar with, but but you know, please send a recommendation our way. Comments below. Um, same thing with the next one, 1998's Whiplash. 
uh, Thrashback. Okay, great. <laughs> like I'm fucking all over the place. With with a name like Whiplash, I mean, you gotta expect a thrash band, especially with the way these dudes look on the front cover. One dude is looking like he's he's holding that invisible orange on for dear life. All right. Um nineteen nineteen ninety nine Testament the Gathering. Oh, that's the third album for Testament. Nice. Yep. yep. Nice. Yeah. So far, it's been like what? It's been three for Metallica, three for Testament, one for Overkill, one Megadeth, one Slayer. Crazy. Yeah. Well, we still, we still have several years to go. So. Also true. Also very true. Yeah. Um. Two thousand was uh, deceased. Supernatural addiction. Fucking, that's two for deceased. Yep. Um, and and I think the word that I've seen twice uh, when referring to the, to the the songs by this band are fun. So, <laughs> um, I can always go with fun thrash. It's a fucking uh, cool cover too. Yeah. Um, destruction, the Antichrist. That's two thousand one. Um, ah, see, destruction's a band I've been hearing about for. So fucking long, and I have like one or two songs, maybe. I've heard an album or two, and they're really good, but again, not one that I've given enough time to. But in the in the information below uh, below it, they say that it was between that album and Creator's Violent Revolution, and uh, mm. Creator's Violent Revolution is a good record. So. Uh, speaking of good bands and, and good albums, uh, 2002 was Ghoul. We came for the dead. Ah, um, Ghoul good old is, friend Ghoul. Ghoul is a great is a great band from what I've listened to thus far. Um, kind of a somewhat of an offshoot of Exhumed. Um, both bands, great stuff. So, um, this one. I have, and I haven't given enough time to, but 2003 was Overkill, Killbox 13. Oh, okay. Goddamn. Uh, yeah. Um, That's the second one for them, too, now, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Um, now, here's one that... Uh, here's a, here's a, a pretty good one. Um, so, uh, Exodus, Tempo of the Damned. Um, so Exodus comes back, they re-enlist uh, Steve Souza and um, bring out a a brand new album. Um, I think this was just before, like the one album they did with uh, Steve before he left again, they brought in Rob Dukes for a few albums and then Steve came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, I remember this album being good. I remember not being a big Rob Dukes fan. So right, right, right. Yeah. Um. However, I have been a fan of Municipal Waste. Um, and when I saw them, they were fucking fantastic. So, um, but 2005 Municipal Waste Hazardous Mutation. 
Sweet. I I've only listened to them in like the latter part of their career so far. I think. Yeah. But that's yeah. it's definitely a name that I've I've been aware of for a very long time. Uh, here's a name that you you've been aware of for a very long time as well. 2006 Sodom, self-titled. Mm, again, another band that I've heard we've I've heard about for so long, and just have not followed up. As far as as far as Sodom goes, I think this is the one album I own on CD, and it is badass. Um, speaking of badass, uh, 2007 Municipal Waste, The Art of Partying, Partying Before Andrew WK. Well, maybe a little after. I don't know. So oh, I was going to say a little after that. Come on. Uh, well, you, you, they, they they could have been around beforehand, probably beforehand. Um, they could have done an album together. Why not? So, um, 2008, Bonded by Blood, Feed the Beast. I was going to wow, okay. I don't know Bonded by Blood, but obviously name taken from Exodus. Well, that's um, what I'm thinking. Yeah, and uh, cover looks pretty cool, so can't. Can't argue with that. Um, here's one that has come up on your radar in the in the recent past, and by recent past, I mean sometime in the last seven years. Um, 2009, Vector, Black Future. Yes, yes, that was a very good record, if I remember correctly. Yes. Um, another one for Overkill. 2010, Overkill, Ironbound. Wow. That's their third, I think, on the on the on this list. Yep. Uh, one first one for Anthrax, 2011, Worship Music. Oh, wow! Joey Belladonna's return to the band. Yes. Mm-hmm. What a fucking record! Holy shit! Yep. That uh, that is a, that is a good one. Um. One of uh, the devil, you know, one of my favorite Anthrax tracks, along with uh, "I'm Alive." Mm-hmm. Um, next up, 2012, Overkill, The Electric Age. I believe that's number three or four for Overkill. That's not this. So their fourth one, yeah. Yeah. So, so one fifth of their catalog has thus far been on the list. <laughs> the thing is, I've been like, I've been, I've been waiting for the Electric Age. I didn't know what year it came out, but I knew that I was going to be on it. Yeah, electric rattlesnake on there, yeah. So, oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, here's one I've heard of but never really listened to. Iron Reagan, Worse Than Dead. Uh, that's, two, yeah. that's 2013. 2013. That's, a, that's another band, yeah, that I've heard about for a while and, again, just haven't followed up. Yeah. Um, however... Um, Skipping completely over Rob Dukes and going back to Steve Souza, Exodus, Blood In, Blood Out in 2014. Ooh. Nice. I think that's like yep. what, their fourth? Their, that's also their fourth, too. Um, yes. I think. I, yes, it might, it, might, it might be third or fourth, either way. Um, can't go wrong with a name like this. 2015 is Death Hammer, Evil Power. Nice. Yes, don't know Not them, but it. but I'll go for them. Familiar, but like that name, yeah. Um, here's one that you can get behind. 2016, Anthrax for all kings. Oh, 
That you know what's really funny? I was just looking up like when like certain um Testament albums came out and I'm surprised that they uh that they're not on this list like in twenty twelve, Dark Roots of Earth, twenty sixteen, Brotherhood of the Snake, like what? Those are badass records, but fuck. Fucking For All Kings is so good. Yeah. Yeah. For All Kings was a good one. I prefer worship music, but I'll go with that. Um next up, twenty seventeen Power Trip Nightmare Logic. Oh, Power Trip, yes. Hell yeah. Yeah, um, I, I I have I have yet to really get into them, but I I know that they are very they're very revered, um, and I know that uh, one of the members passed away in in the last uh, year or two, unfortunately. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, so that is unfortunate, but they left behind uh, enough of a legacy, it seems. So, here's an interesting one that I wasn't expecting, but Soulfly Ritual 2018. The thrash record that is interesting, mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah, um, I have this record. I need to listen to it to kind of hear how it sounds because uh, I, I, I would, I, I never really associated Soulfly with thrash. So I, I, I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's something that they were kind of working around, you know, kind of like, hey, we've done this in the past and it worked then, so let's try it now. So I'm sorry, I missed what it was. You silenced that again. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, but I said Soulfly Ritual. Oh, so oh, okay, Soulfly Ritual. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 2019 right. Overkill: The Wings of War. Jesus Christ! Overkill just takes over the list. Oh yes, Wings of War, great album. So. Um, 2020 Sepultura's Quadra. Oh, oh, I remember liking that. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Definitely a good record. Uh, I. When when did I? No, I saw them. I saw them behind the tour after that. Right. Um. Anyway, uh, going up next, 2021 Exodus Persona Non Grata. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yep. Another one with Steve Souza. Um, it looks like Loudwire likes, uh, gives a lot of re- respect to Exodus with him in, in the front. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, 2022, I completely disagree with Megadeth, the sick, the dying, and the dead. Yeah, not a fan. Yeah, not a fan. Uh, I'll give it more of a chance, but yeah, I wasn't feeling it. But uh, I'm like, I'm, I don't, know, I don't know what else has come out in, in the thrash genre in 2022 off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. it was probably better than that. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably better than that Megadeth record. Yeah. Um, again, it's not as bad as like Super Collider because that was garbage. Yeah, we don't um, talk about that. That was garbage, but yeah. It's it's not great. Yeah, yeah. Thrash is a, thrash is a style that I I I really need to pay more attention to. But it's also one that's, that can be dividing for me because it comes down to vocals. Mm-hmm. Yes, and vo- I can see that. Um, yeah, I, I I always prefer cleaner vocals when it comes to things. Um, and thrash is one of those things that people kind of go between as far as whether or not they choose 
uh, cleaner or harsher vocals. So, but it's definitely a style that I have to give more opportunity to. So, but it's not something that uh, unfortunately is as pursued nowadays. Um, I feel like a lot of bands are heading in this in this brutal death metal direction, and like. I don't like it. Um, and when I say brutal death metal, I mean like it just it it doesn't like it, like when people say it sounds the same, like some obviously you know people will say that, but like when it comes to brutal death metal, it literally sounds all the same. So, not crazy about that, but anyway. Um, that is the list. Are you good? Are you there? Am I still in? There you are. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was just complaining. Don't mind me. Oh, okay. Oh, so okay. so I didn't have to respond to you anyway. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no worries. Uh, but that is our discussion. Uh, if you have some some suggestions, also for uh, what we sh- else kind of we should take a look, uh, listen to as far as thrash goes, send us a comment uh, on our Facebook page, on our Twitter uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash shredshack, Twitter account shredshack hme. Uh, let us know on our Instagram at uh, the shredshack. So let us know. Uh, yeah, for sure. Otherwise. Please. Let us know. Uh, but otherwise, we're going to call it there because Warrior needs food, and um, I'm probably going to I'm probably going to edit some stuff. So, until next time, I'm Dan Mac, and I hope to sound better next time. But I'm Chris Mac, and we are the slime, the very, very duct taped slime. <laughs> <laughs>